0: Join the conversation at everydaynovelist.com. Submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat. Or find the host at J.D. Sawyer on or hit him up at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.
1: Welcome to the Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, and I am your guide in this raucous journey of coping with the creative life. Fueled by your questions, we explore the trials and travails of productivity, discipline, art, and finances in the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 1063. Today we hear from Tim... Who asks?
0: I've had some trouble writing steadily, lady, as I understand you've been having issues with that as well. Thanks for the Nano Nanogang 2022, regardless. How would you go about rebuilding a habit of writing steadily as of now?
1: I keep rebuilding the writing habit. And then breaking it, which is better than I was doing. I was simply not writing for a while because I was too tired. Um, What's been happening to me now is I sit down and I write to get two or three good chapters uh, several days in a row. And then suddenly I'm like, oh, now that my creative juices are flowing, I figured out how to solve this problem in this book that's been on the shelf waiting for an edit. And I'm going and doing that. But, um... I am now, I guess, for the last month or so, I've been in touch with my writing basically every day. So, how to go about writing, build, rebuilding the writing habit? Uh, you go and you go to the place where you do the writing, and you plunk your ass down in the chair, or you plunk your feet on the walking desk, or whatever it is, and you sit there and you do battle with the empty screen until such time as it has submitted, and either your computer is in smashed, mangly bits on the floor. <laughs> Or there are letters on the page that, when read in the proper order, actually make words and stories. I mean, it's really unsexy, but basically, you have a place, you have a time, you have a story. You put those three things together, and you make sure you keep putting those three things together, and you've got a habit.
0: You also have to make time in your day for writing. Time and mental space. Whatever that that takes, whether it's scheduling certain times of the day for riding or clearing out some of the stresses that interfere with your riding, getting support from your family or whoever you happen to live with um, so that you can do that. Having someone walk your dog once a day so that...
1: Walking your dog so that you get the exercise so you can
0: clear your mind. Or walking your dog. Figure out what it is that is in your way. Take or. care of that.
1: Or... Just do the thing, and then when you run into what's in your way, then take care of it. Because it's not always easy. And frequently, there's this thing that, that intelligent people do. And by intelligent, I really mean anyone with an IQ over about 120, which is going to be most of the people listening to this podcast, because very few people with an IQ under 120 are even interested in reading, let alone writing. It has to do with the way the brain handles abstraction. There's this thing that smart people do. They think that they can puzzle everything out in theory and fix it. Now, smart people can do that a lot, very easily, which is why that's the go-to mode. But when you're coming to something that involves habit, when you're coming to something that involves discipline, when you're coming to something that involves layers of motivation... It's very, very, very unlikely that you can puzzle that out a priori from theory because the mind's chief utility is to deceive itself into thinking it understands things because it's trying to protect its worldview. It does not want anything to enter that will cause any ripples because your current worldview, no matter how incoherent, no matter how fucked up, no matter how unaligned with reality it actually is, has kept you alive until now your mind is incentivized to lawyer yourself out of learning anything threatening. And when it comes to changing habits, your mind is in high-priced Johnny Cochran lawyer mode all the time. Because if you change a habit, you're changing your survival conditions. So rather than sit and try to figure out why you're not writing... I actually recommend exactly the opposite approach. Sit down and start writing, and then when you hit a wall, then figure out what's in your way.
0: That said, there are going to be some things that you know are in your way that you complain about being in your way all the time. Okay, yeah,
1: that stuff that's obvious. Take care of that. Yeah, especially if it's practical and it's not down to internal motivational states. Because especially if you're introspectively inclined The thing that you're going to not want to face is that the mind is essentially a black box. There is a reason that there are entire fields of science and philosophy devoted to trying to understand what consciousness is. The reason that nobody understands what consciousness is is because the actual substance of consciousness is something we can't see. It is inscrutable to us. We only have second and third order effects of consciousness, like having a sense of self and having emotions that seem to react to what's going on around us. We make narratives up all the time in order to make sense of the difference between what we're seeing and what we're feeling. The narratives we make that connect the two things together are what creates the filters that we're willing to engage the world with. But they are basically bullshit stories. Their job is functional, but we latch on to them as identity. And the entire process is so automatic that it's inscrutable. It's not like you can measure it with a scientific instrument. So anytime that you are tempted to delve into those deep layers of introspection as a way to solve a practical problem, you're asking for trouble. Delving into those pers- those layers of narrative In order to solve psychological problems can be useful because basically what you do when you're solving psychological problems is you're rewriting your personal narrative because it's become maladaptive. But when you're just trying to form a habit, when you're just trying to get a habit back, lead with action and then solve the problems that are thrown up in your way. If you lead with analysis beyond the at at any layer below the practical, you're asking for years and years and years of spinning your wheels. It will not work. I have seen so many people go through this and lose decades of their life, especially their creative lives, but other parts of their lives too, to this kind of problem. I can't tell you how important
0: it is to avoid it. Or to stop avoiding
1: it. No, no, to avoid the problem. To
0: stop doing the thing. Yes. Yeah.
1: Avoid the problem, stop spinning your wheels, go do, go do something, and then solve the problems created by the doing. Yeah. Thank you very much for the question, and we'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty Nakian, and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions, Incorporated. The text is copyright 2023, J. Daniel Sawyer, and the production is copyright 2023, Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License, and all other rights are reserved to the author. Join the conversation. Submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat. Or find me at jdsawyeronminds.com or hit me at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.